All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a camera to the light of the universe. Because we see to get the stars, or to be chosen them because we are human, this pointless reading. Do the stars were right, they could plunge from the world to the world and the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 13 of our campaign based on the setting book Berlin the Wicked City, written by David Larkins with Mike Mason and Lynn Hardy and published by Chaosium. We're currently playing The Devil Eats Flies. Who are you all playing and how are you today, Brayden? Brayden playing the monstrous version of Sadina and <laughs> hopefully my form returns back to normal soon so that when the police comes they'll have no probable clause to arrest me. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Where do you get these? Like I it's made like that up. Five a.m. Amazing. and your brain is producing this stuff. Braden <laughs> operates on a higher level than us. I he think. really does. Honestly, yeah. How? I'm playing Moritz Baum, and uh, I'm just about to attempt some kitchen knife surgery. <laughs> Lydia. <laughs> Hi, I'm playing Andreas Vogel, and I'm hoping that the devil eats cassowaries rather than flies. (laughs) (laughs) Solve some problems. Jilly. Hi, I'm playing Max Oswald, and I'm ready to solve the mystery because I have seen the light. (laughs) 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 And I'm Fedra, you keep for the day, and let's project our vomit on the way all the way into the next episode (laughs) 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 we have to (laughs) we have to it's the rules sorry all goodness Uh, Lydia tell us what happened last time Anastasia's screams echo through the cassowary house Sadina's hands are elongating into claws her face twitching she looks hungrily at the young princess Carl Grossman's spirit has taken possession of Sadina, and he is hunting his prey. Moritz tries to boost Anastasia up the wall to escape, but fails. The possessed Sadina realises her transformation has been spotted. With a chilling fingers-on-lips gesture to quiet Andreas, she lurches towards the princess on all fours, leaping at her prey with her teeth bared. Madness takes hold of the entire party. Max is terrified. The shadow creatures he has feared for years are finally here. They have found him. And in this house of predators, there is no light to keep them away. He panics, swinging his torch around the room to stave off the darkness. Andreas disassociates, once more believing the horrors before him are not real. A film fan, he sees only a form of entertainment created by his own mind, 
The paramilitaries are acting out stories he heard from hospital pharmacy patients during the war, surely. It slowly dawns on him that he has his own monsters in his head, and it's time to seek help for them. One of the search party's mouths hangs open, not in shock, but in transformation. His jaw is dislocating as he too becomes a bestial monster. There is a bubbling groan, and he spews a gruesome mixture of blood and vomit at Moritz, who is overcome with revulsion. The leader of the fascist thugs orders his men to open fire on their possessed comrade. He falls under a hail of bullets, but the violence agitates the cassowaries into a stampede. They kick one soldier into the wall, and he too slumps dead as von Killinger raises his gun at Sadie. Max runs through the gunfire to pick up the torch Sadie dropped, and is wounded by a stray bullet. Andreas snaps back to himself. Agonising between which of his friends to help, he pulls out a tranquilizing syringe of morphine and runs towards Sadie, but he misses his thrust. Moritz fares worst of all. Reeling from the horrors he is witnessing, and enraged by a lifetime of feeling small and vulnerable, he suddenly believes he is a much larger man. Strong. Heavily muscled. Powerful. And as he advances on Sadie, he sees the kitchen knife in his hand as a razor-sharp machete. And Moritz is approaching Sedina, who is chasing Anastasia, hoping to cut off her arms with his machete. Of course, he's very big, so he'll have to aim really well. <laughs> this shouldn't pose too much of a problem. Just a couple of quick snips. You'll hardly notice. Perfect. So am I, uh, am I attacking? Yeah. And that's how we're starting, all right. Fighting brawl maneuver, let's go. Oh my goodness, yes! That's a double A3. <laughs> mm-hmm. Better believe it. Oh goodness. That's uh, an impale. Are you trying to fight back at all? Wait, is, is that an impale? Do I not need a double O one for that? I can't remember the no, impale rules. Impale is an extreme. Just extreme. Yes! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll take like a swipe at Moritz as he's approaching. I mean, Grossman got convicted and arrested due to Moritz's actions. Mm. So yeah, it seems like he's a very good target for a slash. You'll have to roll a literal natural critical success. Oh god, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, it's gonna happen. It's okay, let it happen. I'm gonna fix uh, you. I rolled a 92. Okay then. The fates have decided. Moritz, uh, roll me uh, an impale of your knife. I certainly will. Um, I just passed me extremely helpfully. Wrote down the stats for a knife. He didn't. He did not at all. But I remember from my brain that a small knife does one d four. Can anyone remind me what the impale rules are? Is it do you roll twice or is it no. max damage plus a so roll? So it's one d four plus your damage bonus. Is that a minus? Yeah, my damage bonus is minus one. Okay, so it's three plus one d four. How many hit points has Sadie got? Uh, Six. Oh my god, I might kill you. Let's find out. Oh no. With this huge machete. I am, I'm so sorry. Brayden, if I'm responsible for your death again, again <laughs> I just want you to know I'm so sorry. 
At least we know that the universe is in order. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, the stars are right. <laughs> Nobody saw any of this coming. <laughs> okay, so I'm rolling 1d4 and I'm adding it to 3. I think it's the other way around, actually. I think it's 4 plus 1d3 yeah. minus 1. Yeah, so you got to roll a 1 to not kill me. <laughs> oh my god. On no, a, you have to roll a 2 or a 1. On a 1d4? Yeah. I'm rolling a 1d4 and I'm adding it to... 4. 4. 4. And he's got 6 hit points. Yeah. So if I roll a two or a three... Minus one. Ah, oh, you have minus one. Yes. I do. Because you're small. I, because I'm Even small. Even though you believe oh, you're still oh, small Not reality. in my heart. Okay. Small and weak, I believe, was the terminology. Okay, you have... So if it's it's 50% <laughs> chance of killing. Her. Don't say that. That makes Moritz angry. You're not going to like him 50%. when he's angry. If you roll a three or a four, it's death. If you roll one or two, it's not death. And regardless, it's a major wound, so you're probably going to actually take my hand off. My hand is actually shaking a bit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. You can't do that with, like, a knife. I, I like... God. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, this is ominous as hell. I don't even want to roll this, but here we go. Oh, my God. That's a four. I no. did. I unequivocally oh, no. killed Raiden. I was about to give him a chance to resist his possession. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I just want it on record that Moritz is insane and I didn't do it on purpose and I'm just really sorry and I don't want to make things any worse but I, I think if I've got the timesheet correct here that we're not checking um, Sadie's possession in a couple of minutes. Are you sure? We're checking Moritz. No, uh, no uh, 1 a 1am. Oh, yeah. Thank God. No, yeah. That's in a it couple is. of hours. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dude, well, you know what? Maybe I've actually solved a problem. Okay, <laughs> let's look at it that way. <laughs> also, how hilarious is it that his madness was believing in himself and he actually got an extreme success and <laughs> <Yeah>. maximum <laughs> damage? That's all that was missing. Honestly, it was all a self-confidence issue <laughs> the whole yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, nope. Tell us how you kill uh, Sadina monster. Well, who as soon as she dies will return to her normal form. Mm, mm, <laughs> I don't like it. I do not like this. It's this... not me killing Brayden. I want this on record. <laughs> I didn't do this. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he swings in and he's trying to go for like a precise surgical strike. Um at the fingers themselves because you know maybe the he's not seeing like creepy black veins creeping up her arms or anything he's seeing long claws so you know what maybe we can just nip this in the bud this is what's running through his head we just gotta this should only you know this is a trifling matter he's got the means he just needs to be precise he's also very big that's the problem ultimately <laughs> is he doesn't have the fine motor control he's used to and he comes in swinging and she kind of like moves a little bit and his knife ends up about two feet away from where he imagines it's going to be and just slides straight into that rib cage. Oof. My kidneys! <laughs> oh, that's right, your Achilles kidneys. <laughs> he somehow gets the knife wedged in your back in both kidneys. Oh my god. Oh. And uh, tell us about uh, Sadie's final moments, Brayden. Uh, I like to think that the knife is lodged in her back 
and she begins falling to the ground uh, and she'll look over her shoulder up towards Moritz and one of her eyes will have gone back to Sadina's, the other still being porcine. And there's this look of sadness as she falls to the ground, unmoving. Oh, God. Oh, Sadie. Oh, Sadie. With the last monster dead, the remaining search party picks up bleeding Anastasia and escorts everyone back to Baron Volkleist's apartment for safety. I think Andreas refuses to go for a while and I think he immediately snaps into kind of professional mode and he's trying to do something about the wound, he's trying to give her mouth to mouth, he's trying to do CPR and it's just not happening but he just will not be dragged away until he physically can't continue doing CPR any longer. Moritz would actually join you in that, but I think he would just be getting in your way because he's convinced he's much heavier than he actually is. So he's doing really ineffectual CPR because he's scared of crushing her ribcage with one finger. <laughs> I think Max, when he finally comes back to himself, is just in total shock and falls to the ground holding on to one of her hands and like staring at Andreas and saying you've got to save her you can save her Andreas this is what you do I'm trying I am I'm, I'm, I'm trying I'm, I'm trying Max come get, just just get Moritz out of here I can't look at him right now I, I just can't I'm sorry I can't Mo- Moritz what I it just I couldn't I couldn't control it I just it sh- she shouldn't have mo- moved at I just wa- I just wanted to get him out of her. You understand? I just I just I needed to get those claws off. I could have fixed this. I could have fixed this. We This is this is going to keep happening. We've got to keep that poor girl safe. It's it's what say it's what Sadie would have wanted when he wasn't calling the shots. This has to be the last death. The very last death that man gets to be responsible for. Why did it have to be her death, though? I, I, we, we have to go. We have to, we have to bring her. We have to get her out of here. We need to see her decently buried, at least. I, I will carry her. I think by this point, Andreas has just pretty much collapsed next to Sadie and just can't even say anything at this point. If I may, um, Moritz is actually going to, he's going to be like, no, I should, I did this. I, the least I can do is, car-. but like he can't because he thinks he's stronger than he is. So he just, he tried like staggers under the weight of her and then collapse onto the ground and into just floods of tears as he realizes he can't even do this. Also, Max, you know, you you probably push through it, but you do have a bit of a gunshot wound going at the same time. Oh yeah, I've been shot in the butt. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. You need those glutes. Just a little bit, it's only one hit point, so I guess graze, grazed butt is more, more accurate. God. 
<laughs> it stings a bit, but it doesn't imp impede you very much. I can't believe you got shot and took one point of damage, <laughs> and my puny little knife just eviscerated our party member. Call of Cthulhu is a brutal game. This doesn't happen in D&D, I'm pretty sure. This was written in the stars, surely. Mmm. God. What are the cassavetes doing? <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's a real question. I think they oh, off that. <laughs> I think they've picked up a few members of the search party. Oh, nice. So the battle is continuing between the Nazis and the birds while we're just here mourning Sadie. Uh, I guess so, a few of them. <laughs> but they, they're coming down. Now that the gunshots have stopped, they're starting to come down. Classical music playing <laughs> as we see a bird running past in the background, pecking angrily at a Nazi. <laughs> we all falter and knees and tears. We're just in floods of tears. We're like in slow mo over Sadie's corpse, like frantically trying to do the CPR and everything. And in the background, it's just like a like a Scooby Doo sequence with like the cassowaries chasing all the Nazis. But then now they're going the other way, and all the Nazis are chasing the cassowaries. And now they're going the other way, and one of the Nazis on the back of a cassowary. It's actually a classical music version of Yakety Sax playing. <laughs> like a really mournful viola version of Yakety Sax. <laughs> The bad pipes. Oh god, yeah. I cannot believe I've killed Sadie. Mm, I didn't want it to go this way. Wow. So, you carry Sadina's dead body back to the Baron's apartment, following Anastasia closely, as of course you feel responsible for her as well. You are very deep into this affair now and you can't just turn back and only worry about yourselves anymore. They have a doctor at hand who tends to Anastasia's wounds and on their way out I guess could take Sadina's body for a proper burial, take it back to the morgue for now. The mood in the apartment is subdued. Anna has retired to her suite, exhausted, wounded, and inconsolable. Killinger looks thoughtful. Prince Konstantinovich stands at a window, brow creased, his monocle reflecting the light of the city. Only a few of the Baron's guests remain. Also, don't forget your drugs. <laughs> quite late. You probably missed a dose at this point. That's actually a very good point. Did you have it before you left at 10? I think I took my drugs earlier in the evening. Mm. How about Andreas? I'm just checking. Hang on. Moritz would probably be smoking some grass at this point after having given an extremely tearful and choked up and angry speech. Um about how if Sadie could be turned by this man, then anyone could, and nobody was safe, and she was the best of us, and we have to keep that girl in there safe, and nobody should be alone with her, and he's just becoming more and more incoherent in his like need to get the urgency across, and he's probably been ushered out to the balcony or something by like kind people, and now he's, he's smoking a spliff to try and steady his nerves. 
Uh, Andreas took his cocaine this morning, but he hasn't had his opium yet. He usually has that at bedtime. Um, I don't think he's quite in the mood for it right now. He's still kind of too wired and, and, and het up, but he's starting to kind of feel that the need kind of itch at him. Mm, check the side effects. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Withdrawal side effects. Uh He'll, he does intend to take it later, but not while he's in this particular company. Mm-hmm. I need to look up those side effects. Bear with me. While we're at it, what sort of time is it? I assume it's gone one. Uh, a whole lot of CPR and yeah, bringing two, the body back. Yeah, I'll say 2.30. 2.30. I'm sorry, I have to understand the politics. <laughs> Oof. So you're in the apartment with the Baron, with Von Killinger... And with the prince, what what do you do in this time of solemn morning? I think Max is going to go to speak to Killinger. Okay. And ask that that man you were with, the one you all had to shoot. Have you seen that before? That possession? I have not. And it is indeed very concerning. There have been a lot of lust mort around Berlin, and now I understand it is all related. We must do everything in our power to stop this demon and whatever it is attempting to do to the poor Duchess. What do you know about it? Much less than I'd like to, I admit. But what I do know, and what I believe is all I need to know, is that bullets hurt it? Moritz blows a smoke ring. How do we, how do we find it? I don't want those bullets to be aimed at my friend. How do we find it before that happens? Far be it from me to suggest we make common cause with these bastards, but we haven't read that book yet, have we? Book. We should show them the, you know, his um, his journal thingy. Hmm. Who was carrying the journal? Yeah, do we have it with us? I think we do. I just can't remember who was carrying it. I think we sort of generally as a party brought it with us to the apartment the first time. I assume we probably left it here before we went off to the zoo, unless one of us was just carrying it in one hand. <laughs> Did you leave it here? Maybe we had a house? satchel or something, I don't know. No, we, from the house. we 100% brought it from Max's to the Baron's, yeah. Yeah. It was covered in the Sadina's puke, I believe, which is the last thing we've got to remember her by at this point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My legacy lives on. (laughs) (laughs) You have a journal, you say. You know, there is something, now that I think of it. My friend, Prince, Prince, yes, come this way. We must discuss. As long as you understand we're not your friends. He, like, sneers a little bit. And as you start making your way there, you know, it's not just the you and the other three in the house. There's some other friends. And quite suddenly, one and then two of the Russian courtiers begun, begin laughing uproariously. Uh. This doesn't sound good. As their laughter rises in pitch and insane fervor until it is a hideous, throat-tearing shriek, They turn 
on the other guests at the flat. Another fight? Oh, oh. oh my god. You're very bloodthirsty tonight, Fedra. It's not me, it's the book. <laughs> okay. He's been possessed by a book. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, cut off her fingers. <laughs> you look at them and you see this very unassuming Russian royal with the same uniform that everyone seems to be wearing, his own decorations, develop that unnatural gaze, cast that green shadow, and start smelling of rotting meat. (laughs) That's what happens, and you can tell from afar. And next to him, a very small and dainty princess with a beautiful gown on her smiles at you as her teeth turn pointy and sharp into a big wide grin and they start attacking other guests in the party in the in baron's apartment well morris is just shrieking what did i tell you i i told you it could be anyone anyone We have to go. We have to get out of here now. Killinger, the prince, and the other people in the house defend the rest of you valiantly with their guns. Roll me a group luck. No. I'm not keen to do another whole fight scene. I'm just going to tell you what happens at the end. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be responsible. You all die. I always gonna kill every single party member. Haven't I done enough? Come on, please, sweet, sweet Opalite dice. Be kind. That's a 50, our group luck is 30. Okay. Mm. Roll me a D3. That's how many party members die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how many of us are there? Ooh, three. Okay, that's a five on a d6, so a three. Okay, so eventually the terrifying monsters are brought down by the use of force. Unfortunately, not without some injury. The prince falls and sprains his ankle during the fight. Oh, poor baby. (laughs) Diddums. And Max... Roll me a d6. Okay. Six. No! (laughs) Oh no. Uh. You wouldn't. (laughs) No. I guess you get shot. (gasps) In the. Oh my god, in the other cheek. In the other cheek. (laughs) No. But this time it's more serious. (laughs) No, 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 no. Come on. But it's still not a major wound because Max has 13 hit points. (laughs) Right? Yeah, so I'm currently on 12. Do you want me to deduct 6 from that? Yes, please. Yeah, so I'm down to 6. 6 out of 13. Yeah. So is that a major wound? No, because six is less than half of 13. Okay. You're okay, just. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you're all the six. I didn't God. expect that, whatever. <laughs> um, and everything dies down and the dead bodies are taken away and everyone else leaves until there's just Killinger, the prince, 
and the prince and the baron question mark must be there it's his house but he's not there he's in a different room <laughs> Kivages sits down covered in blood exhaling the prince prince Konstantinovich is tending to his sprained ankle in the middle of this <laughs> terrifying fight <laughs> and Killen just says with a wry grin yes but there is one thing this demonic entity did not calculate as I was saying tomorrow morning as the sun rises on the solstice my operatives are to enact a bloody sacrifice. A man of light and goodness taking the place of the ancient Teutonic sun god Baldur will give his life for the future fortune of the fatherland. I am I right in remembering my good Piotr, uh, I mean Prince Konstantinovich, <clears throat> that Saturn's day is held to be particularly appropriate for rituals of banishment. Piotr, or the prince, nods. Then I propose we kill two flies with one strike. We enact the banishment ritual and use the magical power unlocked by Baldur's sacrifice to rid ourselves, and the rest of the city of course, of this terrible spirit, once and for all. What say you? A big, enthusiastic grin forms on the prince's face. I do have a ritual for banishment. It's been used by my order for centuries. It's given in the pages of the De Vermis Mysterious, but I believe I can remember it off by heart. If you give me a few minutes to concentrate, we will need at least three to take part. Hmm. Now let me think. Prince Konstantinovich takes paper and pen and seats himself at a glass-topped coffee table, rubbing his brow in thought and jotting down notes. Can I tell if he's planning on sacrificing any of us? Uh, from, from what would you be able to tell? I, they weren't looking at you in a bloodthirsty way. They were mostly ignoring you, to be honest, during this. Right, okay. Killinger is now kind of looking at you, kind of working out whether you'd be keen to participate because he said you, they need at least three people and the Baron doesn't seem to be involved in this. Okay. Uh, can I have a little powwow with Moritz and Andreas then? I presume I'm like lying down somewhere bleeding profusely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking Andreas has probably like collared a housemaid and ordered her to, to get some sheets or... Yeah, after they bound uh, the prince's sprained ankle, they get to you. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> yeah, Andreas probably has like one hand inside the wound on your butt, kind of like trying oh, to no. squeeze <laughs> right up your butt with his fingers. <laughs> oh my god. Morris is just watching all this with a slightly dispassionate air, like <laughs> through the bottom of a whiskey glass and flicking with the other hand through the journal, I guess. Have we had a chance to... No, because we were gonna, and then... Yeah. You're right, so his hand's just resting on this puke-covered journal. Um, and he's just, his eyes are wide, and he's like, I... What are... What are they saying? What are... The, ritual? 
Sacrifice? What is what is happening in this city? Whatever's happening, don't even think about it. We are not taking part in this. Whatever the hell is going to be sacrifice? What? Baldur? What Viking shit is this? You don't have to do the sacrifice. The sacrifice has been arranged. You don't even have to see it. Sadie would tell us that there is power in these beliefs. You are not taking him seriously, Max. Surely this is blood loss talking. I'm not taking him seriously. I'm taking Sadie seriously. She would tell us this is true. She died so we could... So we could read this. Moritz is getting teary again and he's just sort of... <laughs> no, Moritz, she didn't die for any reason at all. But she sure as hell didn't die so we could let fascists kill good people. What are we supposed to do? How do we solve this? Damn it! I don't know. I, I, I don't know. He is going to start angrily opening the book like he like he's demanding answers you've already done a quick read of the book so you've already seen everything you can see without a proper long study of it i fully forgot that we had done that and i apologize you need five hours to read it to do a proper quick read <laughs> you've done a leaf through as a reminder his um thing about the he has all the turns with that that wasn't written in the book, was it? We heard somebody told us that. Was it the police told us that? I think it was the police as he was getting carried yeah. away. Bingo. That's yeah. right, yeah. Okay, so yeah. what... So a quick study is five hours, uh, full study is ten weeks. And our initial flick through revealed that, what, is it like the scribblings of a madman? Is it eldritch symbols? Is it rules for a board game? Various. And Just... recipes for sausage. <laughs> right, <laughs> okay. Um, have, have we got five hours in while the um, Killinger's preparing for this ritual? You don't know. I say we start reading while, or Moritz starts reading while Andreas is patching up Max. Sure. I think we should get more details out of uh, Killinger and that lot as well. Yeah, and find out who this prince really is. I mean, if his name's Piotr, not Gabriel Konstantinovich. Oh, yeah. Who is he really? I knew I didn't trust him. He had a funny look about him. What is it you're planning, you two, exactly, eh? Would you like to tell the rest of the class? And who are you, anyway? You're not really a Russian prince, are you? Is she really the Grand Duchess? Let the man concentrate. You can talk to me, says Killinger. He is doing very important work. He can't be answering your questions right now. Time is of the essence. Look, uh... Yes, I called him Piotr. It's because it's his name. He's not really a prince. Sorry, buddy. We gotta tell them sooner or later. I mean, buddy, whatever. It's whatever. Uh, he, he is a passionate man who cares about the good of our country and his country. And for that reason, he had to change his name and evade some authorities. But that does not mean... I mean, I'm sure you've had to do similar things. That does not mean he's not a good man who is working towards that we all, something we all should aspire to, which is a good nation. <laughs> what are you blithering about, damn you, you, you jumped up murderer? What are you planning now? More killings? Well, 
I'm planning a few killings for the good of the many. You know, if I had done this killing earlier, perhaps your friend wouldn't have died. You don't get to talk about her. All right. You keep her damn name out of your filthy mouth. I didn't say her name. I don't remember it. Moritz tosses <laughs> his whiskey glass off the balcony. He caresses his riding crop in anticipation. <laughs> Ooh, that was a weird phrasing. <laughs> it was like enemies to lovers, one episode. <laughs> Normally that would probably get Andreas quite excited, but uh, not in this circumstance. <laughs> <clears throat> we are both, in, in, a, in a way or another, part of an organization. It's a Aufbauvereinigung. <laughs> I can't say it. Aufbauvereinigung. It's a mutual defense association which has the best interests of both Germany and Russia. And we're working together in that way. And, well, this sacrifice will rid Berlin of a terrifying supernatural murderer and will shine a bright future for both our countries. And of course, I know you lot care both about Germany and uh, maybe Russia, I don't know. I mean, you care about the Grand Duchess, therefore you care about Russia as well. You really think I care about your Grand Duchess? Sadie was worth 10 of her. Ah, uh, well, all right. So you, you knew, you've always known that Grossman was more than a man, that he's been in infecting people with this with this madness. No, people have been dying in the streets in droves. Know. Why would they always know? What have you been planning this whole time? A different thing. It just happens to work well with the thing we have going on now. But what 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 are you planning to do, damn it? What's your what's your master plan for this great nation you're building? Only good things. Yes, that's what people like you always say. It's for the future fortune of the fatherland. And so you're going to kill good people for the good of the many? It's just one good person. The rest of them are bad, usually. Now, who is he? Your, your Balder, your, your sun god? I'm afraid I, I cannot uh, tell you that because you might try to interfere, you see. You seem like the kind of people who would do that. But if you do the sacrifice with... Not the sacrifice. The ritual. You don't have to be involved in the sacrifice. If you do the ritual with me, then you can avenge your friend, who I will not name, and you can save Berlin. You will be heroes. And I will be a hero, and you will be a hero, and you will be a hero, and we'll all be heroes. And you get a car, <laughs> and look under your chair, and there's a ritual robe for you. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, I got kind of a bad taste in my mouth about teaming up with Nazis, but they also oh, seem yeah. like the only ones who have mm. any clue what's going on. Hmm. Do you have a better plan? Or are you just going uh, to go about your days? Letting the poorest and most defenseless people in our city get assassinated by hang-upon trees. How do we know this will work? I, I can't believe we're taking this seriously. What do you have to lose? Just a little ritual. Ah, I... How do you know if the original purpose of this ritual was for good fortune? How do you know it will trap this creature. Well, uh, Shabelsky book, uh, Piotr, uh, the prince, <laughs> uh, he knows. He has a ritual for banishment. He just said. 
He's it's been in his order for centuries. We can trust the order. They've done great things. Tell me about this order. Uh, well, I mean, Shabelsky Bok can probably tell it to you better than I can. I'm not a member of it. Uh, but, uh, what is? The, uh, sacred order of Saint Jean? They defend the, the hospital. They defend us. They defend good things. Very, very ancient. In all the madness we've had to deal with these past few days, I can't believe I'm listening to this. Ancient orders of saintly defenders are going to sacrifice citizens of Berlin in rituals to banish demons. Have we gone back to the times of the Crusades? How is this possible? How do you expect us to believe this? Well, you saw the creatures. Would you have believed that? Alright. Alright, damn you, you've got a point. I never believed in demons until I saw what I've seen. I didn't believe in anything very much until the last few days. And where is he, this, this sacrificial lamb of yours? You've got him under lock and key somewhere, waiting for the noose? No, he's uh, roaming free. But we have a plan. We know where he'll be. Can I get some intelligence rolls from people? Okay. We are fully jumping off the moral deep end here. We really are. The Nazis have decided someone needs to die, and apparently that's our <laughs> way forward. Yep. Ooh, yes, that was a extreme success. Oh, well done. Oh no, sorry, that was a hard success of uh, 19. I also got a hard success. That is a 28 under 90. Moritz is a pretty smart guy, although currently high. Which, interestingly, doesn't... What are the side effects? Yeah, should we talk about the side effects of cannabis for a second? I mean, yeah, why not? There's yeah. one positive, which is that you get a bonus die when making a con roll to resist pain, e.g. from a major wound. At the moment, he's trying to resist emotional pain. Um, and then the negative side effects are you get a penalty die for either skills involving physical agility or communication. So he's still just as smart and sharp unless he tries to like give a speech or persuade someone or tell a convincing lie or something. Uh, what did uh, Mike's role in their intelligence role? Intelligence 51, which means it's a pass. Mm -hmm. Okay, so all of you start remembering the last dream you had. Andreas doesn't particularly want to remember that last dream, given how it affected him. <laughs> and yet. And yet. I have no idea what the last dream is that Moritz had. For Andreas, it was the butcher's block. Nope. It there was, was a latest, a, like more was there one recent later dream. Than that? There was one dream that you all had. We all the had. The last dream. Oh, the assassination. Oh. Oh yeah, the car throwing the, the grenade. Yes, we all had that one. God damn it! It's true. Killinger, like it was a drive-by shooting, right? Yes. And now you remember it. Who got extremes in the? Um, just two hard successes, I think. Hard. With a hard, I will let you use your political knowledge to realize that the victim is to be Walter or Walter 
Ratner, Germany's foreign minister. Mm. Oh, I see, yes. <laughs> what a coincidence, huh? That your your good person, your your holy sacrifice just happens to be the foreign minister. Yes, I suppose that will serve your your order, your organization very well for their future plans. This is the way it must be for the ritual to have its full efficacy. Mm -hmm. Is the loss of one life too much to ask for saving the city? The country? We do not know how many more monstrous acts this demon may undertake before it's sated, after all. So that's what we're calling them now, rituals, huh? Not, uh, not military putsches. And isn't it a bit cowardly for your lot, shooting people from a moving vehicle? Honestly, standards how did, are falling. How did you know this? Don't ask me any questions. None of this makes a blind bit of sense. But ah. what you're planning is evil. I am done. Let me take you through this ritual, says Shabelsky Bork. I am about to give you a handout. Isn't that exciting? Extremely. Andreas is actually slightly relieved that this sacrifice is going to be a drive-by shooting rather than some Viking ritual of a blood eagle or something like that. <laughs> Very uh, civilized, really. That's mm, a, yeah, good I mean, point. it could have been so much worse, couldn't it? <laughs> it's only one foreign minister. Yeah, and I mean, it's a, a hand grenade and a machine gun. It's not, you know, having your lungs ripped out of a cut in your back or something. Good point. <laughs> the ritual is in a language unfamiliar to any of you. Shabelsky Borg has written it out phonetically and involves odd gestures, which he tries to teach you as quickly as possible. We need an object, a fetish if you will, with a significant magical charge to it. Anything that has been invested with powerful emotion. The more dramatic, the better, he says. Would you like to read the ritual now? Maybe leave it for later while you're performing it. I love the assumption. <laughs> We're still busy arguing with Nazis, but it's like, so anyway, you're doing the ritual. <laughs> Let's leave it for later. Oh, I was, I was going to say we could read it now and then Again. remind ourselves of it. All right, uh, go for it. Isn't this so exciting? I do not like this guy. <laughs> Which one? The Russian or the German? You know what? Any of these people, <laughs> I don't like him. Okay, I got it. The ritual performance. First, prepare the area. Inscribe a summoning circle using chalk, or maybe traced in dust or soot on the floor. At minimum, three are required throughout the ritual. They must all stand within the circle, with the fetish sitting in the center of the inscribed space. More may participate, but the number of participants must be divisible by three. Others may stand by, guarding the sacred area, ready to step in and replace those unable to continue. Number one, facing east, assume the wand posture, declare ge. Two, raise the arms at the sides, declare londo. Three, touch right shoulder with left hand, declare od mikalzo. Four, touch left shoulder with right hand, declare Odd Bussard. Five, keeping arms crossed, bow head, and declare Go Head. Six, 
make the gesture service. At the first point, declare exap. At the second point, declare oro iba auspi. Seven, turn to face north. Make the gesture, declaring nanta. At the first point, mordial huktaga. Huktaga? At the second. I, I don't even know what I'm reading here. Eight, turn to face west. Make the gesture, declaring hakoma. At the first point, Muvasal Gaol at the second. Nine, turn to face south. Make the gesture, declaring Bitom at the first point, and Oaptia Pudoki at the second. Repeat these steps until the sun rises in the east. I assume this means something to somebody else because this is complete nonsense to me. And what is this about replacing those unable to continue? What happens to and the people doing this And I don't see anything ritual? here about killing politicians. This is the part we must enact. And of course, it is going to take a lot of hours of continuous chanting. So if someone gets tired, they must be replaced. Oh, children, do you want to protect Berlin? Or do you want me to find someone else to help me? There is no time to waste. We must enact this ritual as soon as possible, otherwise the sun may rise in the east before we have time to achieve its full power. We need to do it as soon as possible under the open sky using an object of significant magical charge and a relation to Grossman. Do you have anything? Important We've got to his gross damn man. journal. I expect that qualifies. And that doll. Did we give the doll to the police to go back they, to the parents? They told us they wouldn't bother. And that actually it would really suck if you were the parent of a missing child and then months and months and months later the police just showed up and were like, we think maybe this doll? <laughs> you <could go laughs> he loved these gnomes more than anything else on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have his literal diary. I would have thought that was a pretty... Yeah, I think... I can't think of anything else that's yeah. closer to the guy. Although I do love what Brayden has just put in the chat saying about Sadie's bow, which he left at the cassowary house. Although that's not... Oh, no. ...something that no, could Grossman could would let want. let him touch it. Oh... The feels. The feels. It would feel sacrilegious almost. Yeah. I say we get some use out of this book at last. I think it's perfect. I'm not sure how much I'll be able to help if I'll be able to stand for enough time, but I will do what I can. We can see if we can get you a chair. Make sure it's well padded. <laughs> so, <laughs> it will be the journal will it you're all mad we're all mad but this is the first the first glimmer we've had of any sort of actual power against the man beating him at his own damn game and this Moritz brings down like a fist on the book this is his power right here this is everything he every all the names all the things he believed everything the soul of the man, I'm convinced it's in this book. If anything's going to work, it'll be this. Sadie did think that we could destroy him. 
with some kind of ritual. That's why we went, isn't it? Why we went to his house, trying to find something, some link to him. Sadie would have found a way that didn't involve murder. All right, all right, children. Enough with your prolonged monologuing about your dead friends. We don't have time for this. And you can do it next episode, okay? (laughs) Now. (laughs) I hate this guy. We need... (laughs) Son of a bitch. We need a location that is under the open sky and has some significance to the demon. Do you have any ideas? The allotment. Under the eyes of the gnomes. (laughs) (laughs) The gnomes are the real demons. It It is... Let's just roll to that bit of the mural board and remind ourselves. Uh, It's quite far. Who's going to drive? Well, we must hurry because time is of the essence and... uh, as I said, this is quite far away. In fact, I don't think we will all fit in your car. Although, um, I, I believe the Baron. Yes, I'll, I'll go check with him. Okay, we. He, he returns after a few minutes. We can use his horse sedan. It can sit up to eight people. Great finish, great color, great, great horsepower. Incredible miles to the gallon, really <laughs> an economical vehicle for the whole family. Shabelsky Borg and I will remain at the apartment to watch over Anna. He sa- the Baron says. Shabelsky Borg has been injured, his brain ankle makes him useless. And I... Well, he shows the pistol star strapped to his calf. I'll save this last two bullets from the Grand Duchess and myself. If things don't go to plan. Was she to participate in this? No. We are staying here. I am to stay here, says the Baron, to look after the Duchess. Right. Sorry, I was confusing the people. Yeah. There are three of you, says Killinger. Now that Shabelsky Borg has taught you the ritual, do you need me there? Because I could go and, you know, start making preparations for the great sacrifice tomorrow. So that's your game. You feed us some cock and bull story, some some nonsense chanting to be done so you can go off and, and pull off your real machinations. Oh. Follow through, damn it. If the, uh, <clears throat> if the sacrifice doesn't go according to plan, this whole thing will be failed and you have been given the easy part. How long do we have until we must start the ritual? You should have started it three hours ago, so any moment wasted is bad. Fine. We'll go. Good. I'll go make my preparations. Shabelsky Borg turns to you and he says, I know I may not have been the most forthcoming with my true identity, but I have appreciated all the work you've done for me and your support with finding the Grand Duchess. I do believe that I am indebted to you, and I do believe that you have been good. And you are good to be taking on this this difficult task for the good of the many. I know Killinger is not the most pleasant man, but on this occasion he is trying to do the right thing. He reaches into his bag and he pulls out uh, an old-looking ankh 
says, this is a crux and sata. It's been created by Maroda according to the instructions laid down in the Devermi's mysteries. He turns to you, Moritz, and he says, use this during the ritual. It will help. Oh, and also, he says, before you turn to leave, the ritual is much more effective if blood is shed over the fetish or the objects, or over the fetish, or if objects very dear to you are destroyed. Do these things at the beginning of the ritual or once an hour on the hour? It will increase our chances. Goodbye. Morris spits after him. He takes the ink bag. <laughs> <laughs> and picks up whatever decanter of uh, drinks would have been in such a posh apartment, I think, for the road. This brings us to the end of today's episode. <laughs> oh god, we've just been given the most lackadaisical ritual instructions ever. Like, yeah, shed some blood or whatever, like once, twice, every hour if you feel yeah, like it. Yeah, don't stand in the field. Just destroy your most yeah. If you don't have real virgin's blood, store is fine. <laughs> Might not come out exactly the same. Good luck finding a virgin, anyway. <laughs> that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Lydia, Hal, Jillian, of course, the amazing Jason, and the rest of our editing team. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash Tazaride, where you get access to episodes a week early. And don't forget, you can get 10% off on chaosium.com using code STARS10, one use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder and avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind the scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaride.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us! now. Farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaride.com forward slash reviews. Thank you.